Hi everyone, my name is Darren Griffith and you're very welcome to the fifth episode of the Lust Athletic Club podcast. We are hard to believe, five episodes in, but uh, tipping it along nicely, I think. Most importantly, thanks as always for tuning in. Starting with the usual opening, please like, share, follow and subscribe across all of your go-to podcast apps. So in this episode, we talk to Dr. Carmel Hutchison, who is a member of Drogheda and District AC about women's health and running. We also meet two Lusk AC club members, Paul Kelly and Emma Devlin, to talk about their involvement with Lusk AC and running. To ensure we're covering the topics as promised, which are most important to AC club members, we asked our members for feedback and suggestions for future content. Our members have told us they want to hear more about strength and conditioning, nutrition and physio, and to hear from our coaches, captains, young athletes and volunteers, as well as external coaches and experts from Athletics Ireland. We've also been reminded to be mindful of gender balance and to cover more track and field. We also have marathon season coming up in the summer in advance of Dublin City Marathon, so plan to get some good guests in to cover that off. In terms of club news, we had great participation at the recent Battle of Clontarf 10-mile race, as well as the Great Ireland Run 10K in the Phoenix Park. Congrats also to the club members who recently completed the 40-day 6am 5K challenge. So let's start with Julie's interview with Dr. Carmel Hutchison. Hello, my name is Julie Griffith and I'm delighted to have Dr. Carmel Hutchison from number 47 Medical Androhida here with us today to talk about women's health and running. Alongside being a keen runner herself, she specialises in women's health, mental health, menopause and osteoporosis. Carmel, a warm welcome to Lusk AC podcast. Can you tell the audience a bit more about yourself and your interest in running and women's health? Okay, so hi Julie, uh, thank you very much for inviting me today to talk about the benefits of running. Um, it's a topic I'm very interested in. Um, just a little background, I'm 51 years old. I started running when I was 39 and uh, joined my local running club, which is Drogheda District AC, and I'm still a member there. I work as a GP here in Drogheda and have a special interest in women's health, particularly now I suppose perimenopause and menopause, it's such a buzz word and a buzz topic at the moment. Um, so that's where I'm coming from. Brilliant. All right. Thanks very much. I'm also yeah. 51. Oh. I'd only started running at 51. At 51. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so we're very new to running. Yeah. Um, so yeah, as it stands today, despite female participation, participation being at an all-time high in running, I still think there are people out there who are really unaware of the benefits or are maybe unsure if they could do it themselves. So what are your general thoughts on that? Yeah, I think that there are huge benefits to, to running, uh, to stay, if you're a runner, to stay running as you get older and also to take up running as you did at yeah. 51. Um, mental health benefits are, are widely known. Uh, running has a dramatic antidepressant effect. Everyone feels better after a run. I mean, you know yourself, you finish a run, you feel so capable, you're proud of yourself, you feel you could take on anything, conquer anything. And that's because running has reduced your stress hormone cortisol. So it leaves you much more relaxed. So um, much better for your mood. And studies are coming out now, which are really interesting to show that running uh, reduces your cognitive decline. So exercise actually helps your brain create new brain cells uh, and slows down your cognitive decline. So that's a massive uh, 
benefit to running uh, yeah. from a mental health point of view. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And then physical benefits. So running lowers your blood pressure. It reduces your resting heart rate, improves your blood sugar control and lowers your cholesterol. Yeah, so there's yeah. plenty there to motivate huge, people to start running. Huge benefits, absolutely. <laughs> and also for experienced runners who are maybe struggling to find the time to run or maybe have let their training lapse a little bit. Uh, so that's lots of good motivation for, the, for yeah, them too. For sure, yeah. yeah. So I'd love to do a bit of a, you know, a, a myth or truth session mm -hmm. around some health concerns or barriers to running that women may have. Perhaps you could tell us if they're true or false. And some of these are also applicable to men. So our male listeners out yeah. there don't switch off. So here are some things that you might find uh, people saying or debating about. So the first one is, I'm too old to start running at 40, 50, 60, or I should give up running at a certain age. So that's false. Yeah. Absolutely <laughs> false. I, I I'm proof of that. <laughs> yeah, uh, for sure. And I mean, 39, I, I mean, I was 39 when I started running. Um, so I suppose the thing you have to be careful is, is if you're starting fresh, you have to look where you are um, from your own current fitness level. So you might need to start off walking. And a lot of clubs run couch to 5K programs where they intersperse running with walking breaks. And they are so important. And they allow our muscles and our hearts and our lungs to adapt to this new form of exercise. And if you try to rush it, you're going to pick up an injury and so many new runners pick up an injury very quickly and are very uh, quickly sidelined and then they lose heart and they lose motivation so go go into it slowly and and be realistic about your fitness where you are from a fitness point of view yeah brilliant yeah no i mean i joined the fit for life program at los casey sure. in yeah. september and it was great i couldn't even run 300 meters to start Absolutely. off with them. so a minute running a minute jogging it's amazing. After eight weeks, most people come through programs like that and can actually complete a 5k race. Yeah. Okay, yeah. great. So the next one is if you're not slim and fit, you can't run. So that's a complete myth. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, you've seen it, Julie, any race you go to or any club event or any club training session, there are all shapes and sizes. Absolutely. You know, um, it is a very inclusive sport. You can run for very, very thin people or very, very overweight people. Everyone can run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's brilliant. Um, so the next one is you need to run fast to lose weight or walking is cheating. So fast running does burn more calories than slow running, but slow running burns more calories than any other activity, just about any activity. So you will burn calories by slow running. Yeah, and what yeah. do you think about people thinking that walking is cheating, going back to walk is No, walking? absolutely not. It just gives your body a chance. It gives your muscles a little breather, heart and lungs, and back going again. Yeah, okay, great. Yeah. Uh, so the next one is, <clears throat> menopausal women should not run due to bone density issues, or running is bad for your joints. So that's false. Okay. Um, and interestingly enough, women, uh, menopausal women will start to lose bone density as they, uh, as they go through menopause. So women lose 10% of their bone density in the 10 years after menopause. Wow. Okay. So it's absolutely massive and running increases bone density. So all the studies that have shown that high impact activities like running places stresses on the bones and that stimulates them to adapt by creating more bone. Yeah. So it improves your bone density. 
Wow, okay. So menopausal women, it's just one of those things that we should all be trying to do, yeah. you know. And I think you'd mentioned before as well that, you know, people have come up to you and said, oh, you're going to need a new replacement yeah. after running. Yeah, that's <laughs> false. Running gets such a bad rap for, uh, for, joint, for joint issues. Um, and it's absolutely, there's no reason behind it at all. A huge big study was done in 2013 looking at more than 90,000 people and runners were half as likely as other people to develop osteoarthritis or need a hip replacement. So it's actually protective of the joints. It strengthens the muscles around the joints and it thickens the cartilage in the joints. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. 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 Uh, and this one is probably quite specific to females. Like when I did a bit of research, oh, yeah. this came up as a concern for women that running will make my boobs saggy. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's false. I mean, inevitably, every woman, as they get older, their boobs will droop no matter what we do. Okay, yeah. it's a natural aging process. Yeah. Running does help you uh, tone and tighten muscles around your breasts, so that does give them support. But then I would highly recommend you get a supportive. Uh, well-fitting sports bra not to prevent the sagging because it's going to happen but just to support your bra so it ma and makes running a much more comfortable experience yeah yeah absolutely great uh, so staying on a similar theme the next one is running reduces the risk of breast cancer yeah that's true actually uh, lots of not really sure why it does there's lots of different theories we know that by being physically active and maintaining a, a good body weight, that that does reduce uh, breast cancer. Uh, weight seems to have a negative impact on breast cancer. Um, other studies show that when you run, you've got less um, of some types of hormones such as estrogen and insulin, and that seems to reduce uh, evidence or reduce breast cancer as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. Mm. Um, what about running on your period and people saying you should not run on your period? Well, that's false. Um, I, I hear this all the time, people missing a race because they have a period or not doing a session. Um, if you're suffering from cramps, uh, running actually allevi alleviates pain uh, due to the release of chemicals, endorphins in a run. So yeah. it actually will help with pain. Um, and most people would use, you know, practically use a tampon and a towel for protection. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think it, 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 that's definitely false. Okay. And what about running while pregnant? Definitely false. Um, most doctors would say that moderate um, exercise is good throughout a normal pregnancy and it's safe for the baby. Uh, first trimester and second trimester running should, should be fine. Um, I certainly wouldn't say to someone to take up marathon training after they get a positive pregnancy test, but to maintain the level of activity that they're used to and listen to their bodies. Yeah. So if they feel as they're getting on, maybe entering into the third trimester, go back to the walking or just a slow jog. Yeah. Whatever yeah. is comfortable. Yeah. Okay. So no reason to give it up. No reason no. at all. All right. Great. Uh, so the next one is stress incontinence only happens to women who have given birth. So that's false. Um, so there are two main types or three main types of stress of, of incontinence. So stress, urge and a mixed pattern. And stress is the leakage of urine with physical exertion. So it can be anything from coughing, sneezing, laughing or jumping or running. Uh, and this happens to everyone. So uh, 
No, I, it definitely, definitely uh, falls. Yeah, it's great to sort of normalise that as oh, an issue for women because I think a lot of women do, you know, suffer from from stress incontinence whilst running. You know, what would you say to women who might be drinking less water, for example, or avoiding it altogether before a run or a race? Yeah, so I mean, that's that's going to create problems in its own right because if you're even two percent dehydrated going into a race, your performance will be impacted. They say by about six percent, which can be massive. Um, I would uh, say to people, avoid caffeinated drinks before a race mm -hmm. and maybe, you know, take in your water, your fluids the day before, reduce your spicy, acidic foods because we know they're bladder irritants. We know caffeine will make you want to pee. Mm. Empty the bladder before your race and see how you go. Yeah. But yeah. if you're dehydrated, your performance is going to be impaired, you know. Yeah. And are there any other measures people can take? Yeah, I mean, preventive measures. If, if, if you're suffering from stress incontinence, going to see a really good women's health physio um, is, is absolutely vital. Uh, even one or two sessions with a physio to learn how to correctly tone your pelvic floor muscles. Mm -hmm. And that's something that most women will need to do on an ongoing basis. Um, there is a... Uh, an EVB uh, shorts out there that people will wear. I've, I have a lot of friends who will wear EVP, EVB um, sportswear and that seems to kind of, uh, give your pelvic floor muscles uh, support during a run. Okay. And then wearing black shorts or black running tights yeah. is a no-brainer too, you yeah. know, for those little leaks. Yeah, absolutely. Great. Um, okay, so just, you know, for established female runners, you know, what thoughts do you have on the changes that they may experience as they age or approach perimenopause or menopause? Yeah, um, this is a really topical at the moment because what they have, they looked at the figures um, entering the marathon in Dublin in 2019 and only, uh, all the runners over the age of 45 running the Dublin marathon, only 23% were women. So there appears to be a fall off. Right. In shorter distances, it's much more, uh, there's much more of an equal match. Yeah. But as women get older, um, we're losing a lot of women uh, to running. Okay. They're either kind of giving it up, they're cutting back, or they're not training. And it definitely has, there, there is a hormonal element to it, you know? Um, so women are reporting that they have increased fatigue, they're not sleeping as well, they have joint pains and aches they're needing more recovery time, they're getting injured quicker than before, and then maybe they have kind of lower, low levels of anxiety and mood, and that impacts on training. So I think uh, these women uh, would, be, you know, there is a definitely a hormonal element to it, and yeah. it's making it harder for them to stay training at the level they were, and then to continue to compete, you know? Okay. So what would you recommend for those women? Well, I would see a lot of women in my practice who come in and we would maybe look at doing a, a health check. So going to your GP, getting your bloods checked, yeah. uh, looking at your hormones and maybe considering something like HRT and it, yeah. will, it will help. Yeah. You know? Okay. Great. Listen, thank you so much for a really informative, very enlightening discussion around women's health and running. I hope that it will help motivate women to start running, restart running or to continue running and help established runners really understand their bodies a little bit better. So uh, I believe you're just back from Paris doing a half yeah, marathon. Yeah, I did a half marathon in Paris two weekends ago. It was really, really good. 
um, such a, such a so social thing, you know. Yeah. A, a gang of us went over, and we had such such good fun. Great mm. times over there. So we were happy with that too. Yeah. But it's great. Yeah. And what's your next big race um, coming up? I'm training for the full marathon in Chicago in October. Fantastic. Yeah. So looking forward to that. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Well, listen. Best of luck. Thank you very much, Jim. All right. Cheers. Thank you so thank much. You. Thank you. Really interesting interview, and really great also to highlight and discuss some of the challenges that can act as a barrier to athletes enjoying their sports and fulfilling their potential. So down the line, I think it would be good to touch base with the nutritionist to discuss runner's stomach, for example, which is certainly a cause of anxiety for many, particularly during races. Up next, I interview Paul Kelly, and then Julie interviews Emma Devlin, both about their involvement with Lusk AC and running. So hi Paul, you're uh, very welcome. Thanks for agreeing to chat to us. Thanks for having me, Darren. Cheers. Um, you'll be glad to know your name was suggested a few times, given you're obviously a very popular lad in the club, uh, but also a relatively new member and runner in the club. So could we start, please, by telling us when and why you decided to join Lusk AC? Yeah, so I suppose I joined back in um, September 2020, um, kind of just after we'd been in lockdown, I think, for most of the first half of the year. Um, I kind of got a bit fed up bouncing around the house, I think, and needed to get out and do something. So um, I saw the Fit for Life group advertised on Facebook, and I said, here, give that a go. So um, yeah, joined up and waited ever since. Haven't looked back. That's it. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, so... I know you've progressed from Fit for Life maybe in 2020 to successfully completing DCM in 2022. So can you tell us please about maybe a little bit about the structures and supports that are in place at Lusk AC to help new runners like yourself? Yeah, well, I suppose there's, there's a lot of different groups there. So kind of whatever ability, whatever level you're at there, there's something for you. Um, I joined now Fit for Life. I had never kind of run before, so it was joining with a very low um, level of fitness, I suppose. So um, Fit for Life was able to get me up to running a 5K. Um, it was kind of it's a good mix of kind of walking and running at the start and builds it up. Um, yes, we had Una Gaines and Emma Tully, I think, running the group that year, so they fairly whipped me into shape pretty quick. Um, yeah, and then I suppose I finished Fit for Life then just before Christmas that year. And um, we were kind of back into lockdown then, I think, for the first half of 2021. Um, came back and I joined the Post-Fit for Life group then with Veronica and Robbie. Um, and yeah, kind of built on what we'd done with Fit for Life and um, increased the distance and kind of pace and stuff and built it up from there. Um, I suppose after a while then we got up, I was kind of doing 10Ks and stuff and I moved up to Annette's group then. and. Um, done my first half marathon and kind of haven't looked back since I suppose. So. Very good. And was it a big step up then from say the fit for life to the post fit for life or was it a natural progression? How did that work? Uh, I suppose it's kind of a natural progression like I suppose when the fit for life finished I kind of stuck with it myself like we were kind of in lockdown so it's kind of outrunning myself in the evenings and stuff but um, I suppose when we came back then everyone was kind of coming back from from nothing really so it's probably a good time to you know there's a lot of people at the same level there you know we got back into it so together um, yeah and i suppose that's a good thing with the club like you'll always find someone at the same level as you and you know you'll find someone at your pace you know you'll not be be on your own yeah yeah no that's it's so important to have a a group that you can feel part of and then kind of definitely you know, progress yeah. together 
Okay, brilliant. Um, so could you tell us maybe about your first race as a club member and, and how you felt? Yeah, so um, I suppose with lockdowns and everything, there hadn't been many official races. So I think the, the club put on the, the Man of War race, um, I think it was August 2021. So I think it's a 7 or 8k loop around the Man of War, plenty of hills. Uh, tough enough course but um, yeah it was a great great evening like great buzz uh, my first time kind of experience, experiencing that um, with the group you know the, it's a great buzz at the start line and you celebrate with a pint of Guinness at the exactly, end exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and you experienced the uh, post race uh, high as such post race high yeah I was definitely hooked after that then yeah <laughs> brilliant um, yeah so that's a regular summer uh, race yeah club, race. The yeah club does it every year now yeah Okay, fantastic. Um, so, also, how do you think you personally benefited from being a member of an athletics club? Yeah, look, I suppose there's there's so many benefits there. You know, your kind of fitness levels definitely increase. You know, it's a great social outlet. Like, I've been living in Lusk all my life, and only when you join a club like Lusk AC, you start meeting people you never knew lived in Lusk. Um get to know all the, the back roads in Lusk, like all the routes you never knew. Um, yeah, so many benefits, like, um, yeah. Yeah, I remember myself when I, when I joined also maybe post, yeah, post lockdowns, one or maybe the second lockdown, but I met more people in the first week uh, being a member of Lusk AC than I had in Lusk the previous nine years. It was, it was amazing, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, so great social outlet. Um, okay. Um, so let's say if you, the, a new member joins the club and they approached you looking for tips, what, what would be the tips that you would give them in terms of you know, progressing as a runner? Uh, I suppose the biggest thing is kind of stick with it. Um, like I know I find it tough at the start, you know, when you're coming from zero fitness to, you know, start running 5Ks, like you do find it tough, like the legs are screaming a bit, you know, and thing. but yeah, stick with it and it does, it gets easier and um, you see your fitness levels do increase and little by little like you don't see it happening and next thing you're <laughs> you're running mad distances that you never thought you were ever going to do so yeah no I mean to, to go from fit for life to uh, Dublin City Marathon in is it less than two years yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's incredible <laughs> um, and perhaps a future fit for life leader that's it <laughs> we've just signed a job there's a a new volunteer for you Nicole um so stick at it, uh, trust your coaches. That's it, yeah, like there's great support in the club there, you know, there's different plans, no matter what your goals are. Like I ended up doing the marathon in two years, but that doesn't need to be for everyone, like whether your distance is kind of 5K, 10K, half marathon, whatever, you know, there's support there, there's different groups, you know, everyone, there's a lot of people targeting different distances and races and stuff. So you'll definitely find a crew, I suppose, there to, to work with and support you. Exactly, that's it. I mean, it's not all about marathons. If you, if you enjoy your 5Ks, do your 5Ks. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Program yeah. for you. Um, so what about your proudest moment as an athlete and why? Um, yeah, well, I suppose talking about Dublin Marathon there, yeah, definitely has to be um, probably my highlight um, with the club, I suppose. Um, it's such, I know you know yourself, like it's such a big body of work, like you put in, you know, it's 20 weeks, I think, training last year, you know, and... Um, 
it's great to see it, you know, pay off in the end. Like it's, it is a big sense of achievement when you cross that finish line. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And how did you feel uh, on the days leading up to the marathon and, and the morning of the marathon itself? Yeah, um, I suppose, yeah, a bit of nerves kick in the morning of the marathon, but um, it's a great buzz being in there, like in great crowd and like everyone's there for the same reason. Like, so it's great energy, I suppose, at the start line and um, we had a great crew with us, I suppose, training the whole way along. So it's great having a great bunch of friends with you at the start line and everyone supporting each other. 100% friends for life and, you know, everyone getting the bus in together, it kind of does take away some of those nerves or help ease some Definitely, of those nerves. Yeah, yeah. And you're kind of, you know, you've the more experienced people there, you know, like you've run Dublin a few times, like able to give you all the tips and stuff. So it's great kind of calm you down in the morning of. <laughs> yeah. And did the, did the marathon itself pan out as you kind of anticipated or was it different, harder or? Yeah, I suppose um, I start off great. Like you're, <laughs> you're enjoying the first half and then I suppose the last 10K now, I found quite tough. Like that was, you know, definitely could feel it there. So character building. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, look, you get, once you see the finish line, that's what it's all about, isn't it? Like it's, uh, the closer you get. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, super. Um, so I know we're a bit, we're what, we're in April. Uh, of 2023 so what's the goals now for the for the rest of the year um i suppose yeah like i'm uh, in an ets group at the minute so we've been kind of targeting different races i suppose throughout the year so we've kind of done bohemian and um the rohini 10 miler there the last monday um so yeah kind of targeting different races and just working towards that you know sticking with the plan and and i suppose trying to improve times and stuff um so yeah stick with that for Another while I've signed up to Dublin again for the end of the year, so hopefully make it to the start line there again. Um, yeah, super. I'm going to do some of the Irish Life kind of race series, maybe as a yeah, warm up. Try and you know target them kind of you know preparation for it. Like it's nice, kind of builds up to you know gives you a good sense of you know running in crowds and what to do on race day and everything. So absolutely, and we'll we'll be going through Phoenix Park a few times this this summer. For no <laughs> um, okay. Um, so look, I mean, one of the main reasons we want to get people on to talk about their running is to encourage other people to get involved or to, to stick at it, as you said. Um, so look, there's going to be no doubt many people in Lusk and around the country that are half thinking of joining an, an athletics club. And let's say if we're talking about joining a club and taking up running. So what would you say to those people that are sitting on the fence or half thinking about it? Yeah, just don't hesitate, go do it. Um, I suppose I know when I was thinking of joining at the start, I, like I knew no one in the club and I suppose that was kind of holding me back a bit. I was like, oh, it might be hard to break into something like, but like genuinely everyone in the club has been so friendly and welcoming and so supportive. Like, so it's made it very easy, you know, coming in knowing no one and, you know, there's a big group of us there now. Like you could, you could, you could run with anyone, talk with anyone on any kind of run. So um, it's great. <laughs> Yeah, it's like arriving at uh, the first day of school when you arrive down the first day of training. But uh, exactly, it's a bit daunting <laughs> at the start. But no, like it's say, like everyone's so welcoming and yeah, friendly. So it's you know that doesn't last long. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. So look, Paul, thanks a million for for talking to us. Um, no doubt you've given great encouragement to uh, to anyone who's thinking about joining an athletics club, and they should definitely go for it. So thank you so much. Great. Thanks, Darren. Cheers. <laughs> 
So hi everyone. So we love chatting to our members and finding out about their lives and what they get out of running and what they get out of being in the club. And today we are chatting to Emma Devlin, who has been in the club for several years, I believe. So hi Emma, thanks for agreeing to chat to us today. Hi Julie. Um, can you tell us, just introduce yourself and just tell us a bit about you and your family life. Hi Julie, I'm Emma. I'm in Lusk now, 19 years. Um, I have three girls and I joined the club in 2014 when my youngest was only six or seven months and I was returning back to work so I figured what what a place to start. Um, just get myself back out and meet new people. Um, it was something I wanted to do for my own fitness, um, for social, you know, social aspects, meeting new people, and also just for my girls to get an interest as well. So yeah, I started um, the Fit for Life group in 2014. Um, the day that I started at the club, um, my sister and her, her husband, who also run, um, joined which was completely not planned. It was sheer coincidence. So we, we, oh, we, so you didn't talk to each no, other No, we did. We just kind of arrived going, what are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> they, had, they had run previously, but obviously um, with all the, the training, marathons and long distance running, it was, it was nice to be part of a club yeah. and to meet like-minded people as well. And so how old was your youngest child at that point? She was six months Wow. And how old were you? You've got three children. Three girls, yeah. So the other two were three and five. So very young family. Yeah, very young family, working full time. And I just wanted those couple of hours for myself um, every week just to get out and just dedicate two hours a week, which was very, very doable, very manageable. Yeah. And how did you hear about it then? Um... I just heard just from other mums in the area talking about it. Um... And then they also mentioned that there was little athletics for age six and upwards. So one of my children was almost six. I was kind of gearing her up to joining as well. Yeah. Um, so three of us are involved in the club now, which is, which is brilliant. So that's um, nine years you've been in Nine years. It doesn't yeah. feel like nine. I suppose with COVID as well. I think I, I took a, a little bit of a backseat during COVID, um, but continued to run by myself and virtual races and then a year and a half ago I, I signed back up doing Fit for Life yeah. and I haven't stopped really kept going for the last one and a half years and have new um, goals in mind yeah yeah. so are you going to tell us about those goals <laughs> <laughs> well I've just completed um, the Lord Mayor 5 Alive Challenge which is a series of five races between January and April, all very light-hearted races, including the park run, the Rohini Five Mile. Yeah. Um, there's a cross country as well, so it's very varied, and it's all all levels of fitness. So that was really good. Um, we've got the upcoming four mile in Donabate. Yeah. And then signed up for the mini marathon in June. Yeah. All right. Brilliant. And is that 10k? So that's a 10k run. Yeah, starting in town. Yeah. Great. So. You know, you've probably seen quite a few changes in the club over the years, you know, over the nine years. You know, what, how is it different today from what it was maybe nine years ago? Um, obviously, the membership has absolutely gone through the roof. It's, it's brilliant and it's, it's all capabilities of all ages. Yeah. Um, and it's not just about the running side, it's the track and field and particularly all our masters teams are doing amazing with all their competitions. And I think it's just 
getting out of your comfort zone and trying something new because you'd, you'd be 100% supported yeah. all the way. Yeah. And so what has motivated you to stay in the club for so long? You had a little dip in COVID, fair enough. But, you know, you've, that's, you know, a good amount of time to stick at it and to keep going and keep turning up. Yeah, it's, it's a great place to be. Um, people really look after each other in the club and no matter what your level of fitness is or where you are or where you want to be you you get 100% support people people are behind you the whole time to encourage help you make training plans um there's absolutely a place for everybody in the club yeah from a complete beginner to a sub three marathon runner you know there's a place for absolutely everybody so what would a typical training evening look like for you um, on Tuesdays is probably the main training day of the club. Um, it has all from age six upwards, from little athletics up to I won't say the I won't say the number. <laughs> um, so we all start off with a group training session. Um, and a quick lap around the hub and then we would all separate into our different groups so the group that I'm currently with is the Fit for Life group um, and they have finished their first training plan and completed the four mile Lusk Road race um, and their second race is the Donabate four mile road race coming up in May yeah great yeah. Uh, so that's something to look forward to something to look forward to and it's a really nice race and it's our neighbouring town, so. Yeah. so it's always nice to, to run local. Yeah, yeah. So um, what club-based activities have you enjoyed the most then, you know, over the years? What sort of things have you enjoyed about being a, a member of the club? I, when I first started, our first goal was the, the 5K and park runs. Um, and then our, our longer runs are increased. And then... I suppose watching everybody doing their marathon training and supporting them along the way. Mm. And in October 2015, myself and another club member were in supporting, and we said, "Next year we are doing this." Yeah, which we did, and it was absolutely it amazing. Yeah, um, yeah, it's, it's one of my highlights over the last few years. Um, maybe I'll do it again someday. Yeah. <laughs> um, you weren't put off then. Not put off, but I'll need to up my game if I want to do another one. Um, I'm just happy doing any races. I'll, I'll put my hand to anything. I'll try anything once, as they say. Um, I did the Masters training pre-COVID and did the hurdles, shot put, ran. A little, bit, a little mix of everything. Yeah. It's good to try something once. Yeah, yeah. And would you do any of that again? Would you? I would, yeah, actually, yeah. It's a lot of fun. It's yeah. a lot of fun. What would you say, apart from running, would be your favourite? My favourite? I loved the... Um, the high jump oh. because you're just running no fear and throwing yourself over <laughs> over the bar and see where you get yeah yeah that sounds like good fun well, it, it is really good fun yeah yeah, yeah. i have to try that myself <laughs> uh, and then for i think you've done a bit of volunteering as well yeah um i suppose i started helping the club um after i did the marathon i started volunteering with the little athletics because I had a, one of my daughters was involved in the club at the time as well. So I did that for a year and a half. And then I suppose that just spiralled out into the fundraising committee and just helping raise funds for the clubs and helping with events. And then I moved on to helping with the Lusk uh, Four Mile Road Race and the goodie bags and just kind of contacting local businesses and trying, trying to... Uh, 
get the best goodie bag in North County Dublin. <laughs> I think we've done so with with our potatoes. A lot of people are very, very, very happy with with what we have in the goodie bags. Yeah, well, it's certainly known for a good spread after the Absolutely. race. Absolutely, it's a great talking point. Yes. Yeah, and lots of great feedback this year as well. Yeah. So as your your toddlers have moved on to teenagers, how yes. have they kept involved in the club? Uh, my 12-year-old would do the park runs quite regularly and she still goes to training every Tuesday. Um, my baby, who's now nine, she, she still goes up on a Tuesday as well. And it's, I think it's really nice for them to keep active and just to keep interested, I suppose, as well. Yeah, yeah. And it's nice having me there too to show them yeah. that you can start at any age yeah. and have fun. It's not all about winning. Yeah. It's just participating and being part of your community and getting fit and yeah. meeting new people while you're at it. Yeah. And does your husband run? No. no. He did. <laughs> he was a good runner, but uh, no. <laughs> He's leaving that to the girls of the house. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I did a bit of stalking on Facebook or research. <laughs> um, and I believe that you did a fundraiser as well with your daughter. Tell me a bit about that. Yeah, it was when I started back in the club after COVID. And my eldest daughter, she's a good runner as well, but she's not a member of the club. So we decided we'll we'll try and raise some money. And at the time, Pieta House were doing a fundraiser if you ran a mile a day. Um, and just try and get as much or as little sponsorship as, as you wanted. So we did 45 miles together over the month of October, um, primarily to raise funds and awareness for Pieta House. But also it was really nice to spend that 10, 15 minutes every day with my daughter. Yeah. Um, who really enjoyed it. We're, we're slowly trying to coax her to, to join. <laughs> yeah. Do you think you'll, you'll win? Yeah, there? she may. I'd say after the summer, she might do. Some of her friends are, have joined the Fit for Youth. So yeah. it's a really important age group, I think, just to get out there and have a little run around and a little chat. Nothing too serious. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good, not just for their physical health, but for their oh, mental for mentally, health. Absolutely. As absolutely. well. Yeah. Yeah. It's good just to get that outlet. and yeah. For that age group in particular. Yeah. I think it's, it's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Um, and just on, on a, a lighter note, again, in my research, <laughs> uh, I loved a meme that you posted saying uh, it was, there is a runner inside of all of us screaming to get out, but we can usually shut it up with a biscuit. Yeah. <laughs> if there was ever a meme about me, that's it. Um, well, there was one fun, funny story when I was um, training for the marathon with my friend Miriam, and we were, I think, five kilometres into our long run on a Sunday and it got a bit breezy and a bit wet and we were aiming to get through Ballybottle and the back roads yeah. and we spied the airport view hotel so <laughs> we had our emergency tenor in our running belts and that's where we ended up having a full Irish breakfast <laughs> and a nice stroll home to Lusk so yeah well that's fair yes. enough and a pit stop but I just think it, it shows you know it's it's important that you know to keep a sense of humour absolutely but, uh, you have you to know, and not to take it so 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 seriously no um, you know what are your thoughts on that um well, for me personally, when I first started, I was a young mum working full time, so I didn't get to see or meet very many people. Um, so for me, it was a great social outlet, get to meet young people, young mums, just people wanting to uh, take up a new hobby. Um, so for me, that primarily was socially yeah. and fitness. Yeah. And for anybody thinking to join, I would highly recommend coming up to the hub on a Tuesday or Thursday at seven o'clock. 
um, you'll be taken on, somebody will take you under their wing and they'll mind you and you'll be slotted into whatever group suits you the best. Yeah. Um, there definitely is something for everyone. Um, even if you do take a break, you're welcome back with open arms and you pick up where you left. So it's, it's really good. It's, it is, I think Nicole said it before, it's like a big family. Yeah. And I get a big family feel from it. Everybody looks out for each other and they're interested in you. They help you and... We have a lot of fun while we're at it as well. Yeah, as well. Yeah, because I think it's great. It's really inspiring that you started out when you had such small children. There's probably yeah. a lot of mums, you know, at home thinking that they're too busy, or that, you know, if they're working and trying to juggle kids and family, or or feel that they've let their fitness go and are worried about you know joining a running club. It you know, I think there'd be a lot of people that think, well, I don't know if I could manage that. What would you say to those people? I would say give it a shot. It's the best thing I've definitely done for myself and my family. In the, you know, since the kids are very small, it's an hour or two a week. Do yeah. it, try it, you'll have fun. You, you definitely won't regret it. Yeah. Brilliant. All right, well, listen, best of luck at the, in the next race. Thank you very much. <laughs> thanks, thanks again. Thanks, Julie. Thank you all for tuning in. We really appreciate your support and hope you enjoyed the show. Our next episode will be out on the 17th of May, and we're really looking forward to meeting with and interviewing Lillianne O'Hora, who many of you will know is the Women in Sport Manager with Athletics Ireland. We're also planning a panel discussion with some of our young athletes, which equally promises to be a great listen. I'd like to thank our guests, Dr. Carmel Hutchison, Paul Kelly and Emma Devlin, and all the team that are working on the Lusk AC podcast, Colin Brown, Julie Griffith, Nicole Hodson, Dwayne Moore, Sean Smith and Colin Wall. All the best from Los Gays.